Welcome to Simplify with Megan, the podcast where I help online coaches grow a life-first coaching business that's simple and sustainable while working less than 15 hours a week. My name's Megan. I'm a mom of two with baby three on the way. And since I started my online business in 2014, I have helped hundreds of online business owners start and grow their businesses to six, multi-six, and seven-figure businesses. I took a two-year sabbatical when I became a parent. And when I relaunched my coaching business as a mom of two, in less than a year, I've made over six figures while working as a true solopreneur for less than 15 hours each week while prioritizing my life and keeping things as simple as possible. I like to keep things real here. So get ready for the most authentic and activating business and sales coaching meant to help you make your life as a busy coach easier and not more complicated. Let's get rich together. Welcome to The Productive Life. I'm so excited for today's episode because we are talking all about the five mistakes that most online business owners are making when it comes to hiring their first or next team member. Welcome to The Productive Life podcast hosted by me, Megan Mins. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to be more productive in their business and their personal life. Because as a business owner, your business and personal life are connected, and we can't talk about one without talking about the other. Each week, you'll learn about productivity, organization, personal development, self-care, business strategies, and more. And now, let's get started. I love talking about hiring with online business owners because so many of us started our business because we love what we do. We loved our craft. We love our service. We want to help people but we're not necessarily experts in running the business and hiring and recruiting. And we don't necessarily have people on our team to do that for us. And I have a lot of experience in recruiting in the professional sense for several years, for several years, sorry, I was a corporate human resources associate. I did recruiting for really high level specialty technical roles I also have a master's in HR and organizational development, and I've been hiring my own contractors since about 2016 and helping other business owners hire their own contractors and full-time employees for about as long. And even though I have all of that experience, I have still made plenty of these mistakes myself. So despite the experience, despite the knowledge, I found myself making some of the same mistakes because like I said at the beginning, We are online business owners who are just eager for help, especially once you realize you're ready to hire. It's so easy to just want to get someone as quickly as humanly possible. And yeah, so I say all of these mistakes I'm about to go through are mistakes I have made. I have learned the hard way, both in corporate and in my own business and in working with clients on how important it is to avoid making these mistakes when possible. But it's okay if you've made them. There's no shame or guilt or embarrassment or negative feelings. It's just good to have this awareness and see the lesson learned. Because so often I'm talking with some of my friends who run really successful online businesses, and they often feel like when they maybe made a bad hire, that either they are bad at hiring or the person they hired was the wrong person. Or maybe they're scared to ever hire again, which we talked about in um, podcast 40. Five, if you haven't heard that yet. Not 45, it was episode 46. So if you're afraid to hire, definitely go listen to episode 46. 
And anytime I've been talking with one of my online business owner friends who is very successful in business, so often they get so discouraged about hiring. Maybe they hired someone and they had a bad experience. They either walk away from that experience feeling like they are bad at hiring. Maybe they really don't need help or the person they hired was the wrong person. And it could be one of those, but also I find that so many business owners are just making the exact same mistakes that I used to make and that we don't have to assume that there's no one out there to help us or that we're terrible at hiring, so we're doomed to fail, not at all. So let's go ahead and dig into the mistakes. I know you're ready to hear them, so let's jump in with mistake number one. And this is not having the clarity on what you want from this person, this role, this position. Because when we don't have this clarity, we tend to not actually end up hiring the right person because we didn't go into the entire hiring process with that clarity. We don't really have the clarity of what we want help with, what skills are required. And I find that what's most important and missing is what outcomes we want this person to own. Is this someone who's just going to execute and not take any initiative, which sometimes you need, or is this someone you want to have ownership, creative and strategic thinking, own outcomes, take forward initiative, come up with ideas, take action, anticipate needs. There are so many nuances there we often don't think about when it comes to hiring. So it's not just the bullet points on a job description. It's not just the skills It's what is the bigger role they're playing in your business? What are your expectations for how they're going to show up on a day-to-day basis, on how they're going to show up in the long run and what impact they're going to have in your business? So I think it really starts with that clarity piece of not just the bullet points on the job description, but those bigger picture things that you're looking for. For example, if you are a creative who hates project managing, you open up your project management system like Asana or Trello or click up and you just hate having to build out all the tasks, assign deadlines, you end up kind of ignoring them, and you really just want to have this great idea and then have someone help you execute on that idea. That's a thing you want to know before you start interviewing potential candidates because you want to be able to tell this person, this is how I work. I love having the idea. I'm so inspired. I have all the clarity on what I want but I need someone to have that conversation with me and then build it out in our project management system and see where there are gaps, understand how long things take, work with me to get from idea to execution. And if you don't go into that level of detail before you start talking to people, you're not going to be able to ask the right questions in the interview, and you're not going to end up with the person who can do those things unless you just get lucky which can totally happen. But I think it's really important to have that clarity up front. Step one of the entire process is gaining that clarity, really thinking through not just what is this person doing, but how do I want to work with them? What do I need help with? What would really make my life easier? And taking that into the rest of the hiring process. The second mistake a lot of business owners are making is actually focusing too much on skills. Now, I'm not saying skills are unimportant, but skills can be taught. If someone is tech savvy, a problem solver, takes initiative, and likes learning new things, you could potentially have them on your team, empower them to learn what you need them to learn, and then they'll have that skill, even if maybe they haven't done it before. Or maybe they've done something similar. So if you use Squarespace and they have used WordPress, 
Is it likely that they could learn how to use Squarespace? Probably you'll want to ask, but I think it's a mistake to focus exclusively on skills and not on the intangibles of what someone's approaches to work. Like, do they like to learn new things? Do they like learning systems? Do they like problem solving? Do they like the nitty gritty details or are they not suited for that type of work? Additionally, you want to think about working with them. When you're talking to them, are you enjoying the interaction? Do you feel like they are representing your company well? Depending on the role, this uh, level of importance will change. So if it's someone who's customer or client facing, their entire demeanor and presence is very important because it's going to reflect on you and your company. If there's someone who's maybe technical behind the scenes, then interpersonal skills is up to you. But I still think it's important to feel like you get along with this person, especially if who you are hiring is someone you want to brainstorm with and collaborate with. You really want to make sure you feel like you're being heard and they're listening and they're contributing and you enjoy the entire dynamic. So don't focus exclusively on skills because skills can be taught. The third mistake I see a lot of online business owners making is not having an application. I have definitely done this myself. Like I said at the beginning, I have done all of these myself. So I understand the desire to get someone hired as quickly as possible. And having an application feels like it slows the process down. What questions do I ask? You know, how long does it take to get good applicants, reviewing them, managing that whole process? But you really do need an application. Not only does it help you actually manage the number of candidates and track your ideal applicants and your potential new teammate, um, it also allows you to get information that's really important up front and save yourself the time of interviewing people you could have filtered out just based on the application alone. So I want you to resist the temptation to just move at lightning speed and skip the application because it's going to inform the candidate a lot about you. It's going to make sure they actually are interested in working with you. And it's going to make sure you have enough information at the very beginning to eliminate some of the people that are just not a good fit for your business. You'll be shocked at how certain people answer questions on an application. Even if it's a pretty short and sweet one, you will pretty quickly see what are someone's rates? Is that in my budget? How does someone approach this question? Are they answering it in a lot of detail? Do I like their written communication skills? Do those written skills match what I need from this role? Do I feel like they are meeting what I need? Remember those, like not just the skills, but the actual way they approach something. Is that the level of work or outcome or results that you want from your future team member? And then again, like I said, those practical things like budget, availability. Those things are really important. And instead of getting on a phone call to find that out, you can find out really quickly in an application. So applications are critical. The fourth mistake a lot of online business owners make is hiring the first person you talk to. I used to do this all the time, especially back in the day, like in 2016, I would have one interview with one person and I'd be like, they're amazing. They're perfect. That's it. Let's hire. Let's do it. And then sure enough, a few months later or sooner, I would start to see some of the gaps where I didn't communicate well enough. I actually needed this and I either didn't have the clarity, I didn't communicate that expectation, or I focused too much on the skills. It all kind of relates, but I really would often hire the first person I talked to. And you don't want to do that because even if you do hire the first person you talk to, by interviewing at least a total of three people on like a video Zoom call, 
you will feel so much more confident moving forward with whatever decision you make. I've always been so surprised by how much of a difference it makes to interview multiple people because you might have three incredible candidates and maybe candidate one is still a great person and a great potential team member, but by interviewing candidates two and three, you realize three really has that special attribute that you're looking for. So don't hire the first person you talk to. I really recommend you have at least three interviews, ideally a Zoom call or in person, depending on what you're looking for, so that you can really see who is the best fit for you. You can communicate those expectations, answer their questions, and feel really confident moving forward. Mistake number five is not doing a test project. Now, again, I'm guilty of this too. I have absolutely been like, I need help yesterday. They're great. They're good on the interview, like done and done. Let's get them on. And I almost always regret it because test projects are so eye-opening. I would say arguably more eye-opening than any kind of video interview you could ever do. Because when you give someone a test project, it's going to filter out the people who aren't serious about working with you, which is great. It's going to save everyone time. And you're going to actually see what kind of work they're capable of. So for example, when you're hiring a virtual assistant, if one of the things they're going to be doing is answering your emails and managing all the emails that come into your inbox, it's a great time to do a test project and give them a couple of different actual real scenarios of emails they might receive and how they would approach answering them. So again, if it's a virtual assistant who's going to be answering emails, is this person going to be responding to refund requests? So could you find an email you've actually gotten of a refund request, censor out, you know, of course, people's names and and details like that, but the actual wording that person used to request a refund, like give them that and ask them to respond to it. And I like to do this in a few different ways. So don't just do one type of email, maybe do three types of email. So a refund request is a great example. Another one can be someone who's like asking you a question. You know, those wonderful people in your community who email you and are just like, Hey, I know you teach about X. I was just wondering about Y. Do you have any resources on that? How would this person handle that? And this kind of thing is really cool because you'll see certain candidates will actually find things you've already done, blog posts, social media posts, podcast interviews, YouTube videos, and pull that into their response. And you'll be blown away when you realize someone else can do that for you. And even if they don't have all the information, you just encourage them to do the best of what they can. So it's really interesting to see that. And if this person is maybe booking travel for you, you could also give them that scenario with your preferences and ask them to find flights. I know that um, right now, as I'm recording this, we're not all necessarily traveling like we used to, but that's not going to last forever. So maybe you tell them, okay, if I want to go from Houston to Boston on this date, you know, pick a date and you really want to fly, you know, you don't want any stops. You want a nonstop. You want to be an economy plus you want to fly out in the morning, you know, whatever, give any of these parameters you typically are looking for and ask them to find flights or find hotels or client gifts or dinner reservations, you know, anything and everything this person would be doing. How can you see a few different ways that they would handle the actual job? How would they answer that email? How would they book that trip? How would they buy that gift? How would they onboard your client? Um, It really depends on the role. So again, we want to have clarity on what they're actually doing, 
But when you have that clarity, you can design a test project that is going to really show you your standout candidates and who is going to just be able to jump right into your business without any additional training and where they're going to be. Again, we can always do more training. We can always refine the process. We can always educate and support and coach our team. But where are they starting out and how does that compare to what you're looking for? So absolutely think that when you're hiring, test projects are critical and very, very educational and exciting. Like you'll be so excited when you get a test project back that blows you away. Um, It's the best feeling in the world. So again, just to recap, the five mistakes that you should avoid when you're hiring your next or first team member is not having the clarity you need on what you actually want from this position and this person. Mistake number two is focusing too much on skills. Mistake three is not having an application. Mistake four is hiring the first person you talk to. And mistake five is not doing a test project. And, you know, if you've done these before, like I said at the beginning, that's okay. We don't need to feel any weird, negative feelings about that. You may have gone and made some of these mistakes and still ended up with a team member that's worked out for you. And that is amazing. I've just found that when you're making these mistakes, it gets a little harder to find that long-term fit that can grow with your company, grow with your team on the long run. So if this was interesting to you and you're looking for more support with hiring you want to actually learn my exact hiring process this Thursday. So if you're listening to this when this episode comes live or goes live this Thursday, April 30th, 2020 at 2 p.m. Eastern, I am teaching a live workshop all about the hiring process, how to create your organizational chart, identify outcomes and key performance indicators for each team member, how to create job descriptions, the entire five-step hiring process, all of it. We're going really nitty gritty. You will learn my entire hiring process by attending this workshop. And there are a limited number of seats available. Only 30 are available at the time of this recording. So go to meganmans.com forward slash workshop to learn more about this workshop that I'm hosting this Thursday. And hopefully you'll still be able to save a seat if they haven't sold out. So I would love to see you there live on Thursday to learn more about hiring. And I Also, just want you to know, in case maybe you're not at the point where you're ready to hire, I do still have two other really good resources for you. So if you go to meganmans.com forward slash training, you'll get access to a free on-demand webinar where where you will learn how to achieve your goals while working less and having more fun. And if you are interested in high-level group coaching, you want weekly coaching calls with me, you want access to an incredible curated group of online course creators and coaches and you want feedback on how to not only step into the role of CEO, build your team, grow your company, and have a personal life you love, then go to meganmans.com forward slash apply to learn more about my group coaching program and get on the wait list. Or if the application is open, you can go ahead and apply right now. I would love to see you on Thursday. Again, that's meganmans.com forward slash workshop. Go save a seat and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Productive Life Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would share your biggest takeaway on your Instagram stories or wherever you hang out. This helps me understand what you find the most helpful so that I can make more episodes and resources like this. If this podcast has helped you at all, please take just one minute to leave a review on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about the Productive Life Podcast with others who may enjoy it. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes sent to you directly. 
To learn how to work with me one-on-one or get instant access to freebies, trainings, templates, workshops, and more, be sure to go to meganmins.com right now. I'll see you in the next episode.